to Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. How's everybody doing today? I hope you're doing well. In case you're joining us for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I am a 6th degree black belt in the Universal Martial Art, a 5th degree black belt in the Taekwondo Martial Art, and for the past two years I've been training in Kung Fu and Kabuto, Kabuto Weapons. And we're here today to discuss the teachings and trainings inside the Karate Kid universe. So today's example comes to us from the Cobra Kai Netflix series. And it happens when Daniel has an online ad featuring Miyagi-Do. Okay, and of course the uh, Cobra Kai see it, get angry. Um, but uh, two guys saw the ad and came over to the Miyagi-Do dojo to get started. Now, when these two guys showed up, uh, Daniel LaRusso told them to grab a brush and start to paint the fence. Then Robbie told them, don't worry, guys, it'll all make sense later on. Okay. However, the guys replied that, it, that this was just some scam to get, him to do, get kids to do his yard work, and they left. Okay, so they thought that uh, Daniel was trying to scam them and... Uh, get them to do all of his yard work, okay? They didn't get it. They just didn't get it. But that is today's topic. Today's topic is yard work, okay? Now, uh, my personal history on this, like I said before, uh, we were the hardest working kids in our neighborhood, my brother Scott and I. So naturally, there were a lot of, there was always some yard work to do, like raking leaves or pulling weeds out of the garden or moving dirt. Okay, so we were always busy doing something. Um, so the the work task for this. Now we had done. I had done a previous podcast um, called "Working with the Family." Now this was a a key podcast because it was something that uh, younger kids and younger students in my studio could actually do. Because some of the work tasks that we that I present in my podcast are things that maybe an older kid could, could do, like um, my kids, who are going to be 13 and 14 this year. Um, they can do more of these bigger tasks. But this one, the topic of yard work, is a perfect topic for younger kids because this is work that you can do at home with your parents. Okay. Now, um, some of these are self-evident, um, but uh, maybe younger kids... Uh, these days may not understand um, how to do them, so we'll describe a little bit. So, uh, first of all, there's always the raking of leaves. Okay, now uh, living in in Florida, uh, I don't have a lot of leaves to rake. In fact, I have none uh, because I have uh, palm trees and and stuff like that inside the yard, um, and um, they're still sparse, anyways. Um, but like when I lived in Michigan, um, we had a ton of uh, oak trees around our, our house. So there was always a ton of leaves every year to rake. And this is something that you can uh, help with your parents at home. This is a, a remedial task um, that doesn't require that much knowledge so that you can, um, you can go out and rake them into piles. Now, um, one tip, I guess, for raking leaves is um, you can rake them in piles and put them into a can, okay, or a bag. Um, that's typically what most people do that live in suburbs or cities, 
Okay, you got to put them in a bag. And usually, um, in uh, Michigan at least, they have these orange bags in the fall, which have like a pumpkin uh, picture on it, like a, a jack-o'-lantern. Okay, so people will rake their leaves and put them out there as decoration for a little bit before they're picked up by the, um, the garbage men. Um, so anyways, um, another, another tip, though, that we used to do, because we were like, at our house in Michigan, we were like, it was like massive amount of leaves. So what we'd, have, what we'd do is we'd put them onto big giant tarps um, and then take them back. Now, we lived in the country, so we were able to burn the leaves eventually. Um, and uh, we just took them on a tarp and put them, took them back to the burn pile and then threw them on there. That was a lot easier uh, to get rid of those leaves. Um, but that's, that's the raking leaves topic, I mean, uh, work task. Now, uh, there's also the pulling of weeds. Now, I understand that not everybody has a garden. In fact, uh, gardens have become more popular now uh, because of the time and age that we live in. Uh, people want to grow their own herbs or grow their own vegetables or grow a few things at home to supplement. Um, so they may have like a mini garden in the back, okay? And one of my instructors has like a mini garden in the back and, and they have uh, all kinds of uh, fruits and vegetables and beans and stuff like that. So, um, But also too, pulling weeds in general, just like in your flower beds in the front of your house. Um, a lot of people in Florida don't keep, well, at least in the area that I live in, they don't, uh, they don't keep their lawns really nice. Maybe it's because it's, uh, it's baking uh, 90 degrees uh, all the way through the long uh, eight to nine months of summer. So they don't feel like doing anything except for sitting indoors. I'm not sure. But they don't really take care of it, no. We happen to have a kind of a nice um, landscaping in the front of our house, and I want to keep it nice, so I'm always uh, pulling weeds out that don't belong um, and uh, watering it. So um, pulling weeds both in a garden and in a flower bed, shrub bed, is uh, really important. And that's something that kids can do. You see a few weeds. Uh, in fact, I have my kids come out and like, hey, look how much you pull, 10, 20 weeds, and then you pull 10, 20 weeds, and then uh, it will look a lot nicer. So, uh, Also, too, the trimming of trees. Okay, When your trees get out of hand, you want to encourage them to grow different ways. So, for example, if, you, um, if it's growing, growing too wide, maybe you want to trim it. Uh, on the sides a little bit. If it's hanging too low and you're hitting it, your head with it when you do the, the lawn, you can trim it up. And then, of course, if your tree gets really big, uh, you have to have some professional go up there and do the, uh, the top, um, especially if it's too close to power lines. Um, also, too, generally picking up trash around the yard. Okay, uh, My kids don't do this very much. Uh, sometimes things blow into my yard, like, a water, like an empty water bottle or a, a piece of wrapper or something like that. And um, I go and pick it up. So picking up trash is always good. You know, if you uh, see a piece of trash in your yard or in someone else's yard, pick it up. It's always a nice thing to do. Um, and then the watering of plants, flowers, and grass. Okay? Right now um, in, um, in uh, Florida, uh, we've had uh, almost six months of no rain. We've had three days of rain. That's like this whole winter slash spring. And uh, so we, I've been out there every day, morning and night, uh, watering all the plants and flowers and grass the best I can. Now, here's one for the younger kids. They can uh, put things away, okay? So if you leave your scooters out, your bikes out, you got to go put them away. Um, I actually make a joke to my son. I'm like, don't ever, especially in Florida, um, don't ever leave your bike 
next to the end of the driveway. <laughs> um, it's not because, um, I don't think it's like a Florida thing. Maybe it is a Florida thing, I don't know. But if you leave something at the end of your driveway, it's for free. <laughs> so, um, like, um, we have a gas-powered barbecue grill, and then I have a charcoal barbecue grill. Now, I don't really want the charcoal grill anymore, so um, I left it out with the sign that said free. And then uh, within 10 minutes, it disappears. Okay, and that's actually how we got our gas grill, too. Uh, some guy had upgraded his gas grill. We saw it beside the road. We said free, and he said, yep. So I went and got myself a tank for it, and we've been using it ever since. So sometimes that happens a lot, and you save a lot of money. So um, anyways, here's another one. Um, so since you've been um, putting things away, and um, you make sure your bikes and skateboards and all that stuff's put away, then you're watering the plants and flowers and grass. Then there's the thing about putting the hose away. You can't just use the hose and just leave it. Okay, so that's another thing about putting things away is you can help roll up the cord on the hose. And that's, that's for a kid, that can be quite intensive because the hoses can be really heavy. Um, so, and then another thing too is, um, you know, when you're rinsing out, you're watering the plants, flowers, and grass. Um, we had done some painting recently. We just uh, painted the front door of our house. And um, uh, for some reason, um, they made a mess over at the side of the house with the paint. So uh, when they're rinsing brushes off, so I uh, rinsed off the house. So a lot of times you can rinse off parts of the house if uh, rain splatters uh, mud or dirt onto your house. Rinse it off, you know, and keep keep the house keep the house nice, keep everything nice. So all these um, little yard work things, um, kids can, any kid can do. Any kid can. Uh, can rake leaves, pull weeds, trim trees. So maybe that's the trim trees part. You may have to have dad's permission and supervision on that. Uh, picking up trash, watering plants and flowers and grass, putting things away, putting the hose away, rinsing off parts of the house. That's all like things that kids could do at home. Okay, and and believe it or not, these these little things help help a lot. Um, like uh, last night, um, uh, I, my wife had uh, my daughter rinsed out take the garbage can outside and rinse it out and clean it. So she took it outside and uh, uh, put a little soap in it, and she rinsed it out and used a brush on it a little bit and clean it. And that's always good to, to do that, to have a nice, clean um, house and also a um, you know, nice yard. So anyways, how do we do the martial art practice for yard work? Well, since the yard work that we talked about was little things, I decided today for the martial art practice to pay attention to small details. Just pay attention to small details. For example, stance. Okay, uh, I keep on working with my students in class. A stance is supposed to be well-balanced, uh, equal weight on both feet. Your feet are turned in and both at a 45 degree angle. This stance, which we use in the universal martial art, uh, makes the stance versatile to be able to face forward or face to the side and be able to fight both foes. So it's a great stance. Um, you're not facing 100% forward, uh, so you're not exposing your, your whole body to attack. Your, uh, your, um, Shoulders are making a 45-degree angle as well, um, kind of like a 3-4 stance. Um, it's kind of a description used in cartooning, but I guess it applies 
Um, instead of a straight sideways or a straight forward, when you're straight forward, we, I make jokes that you look like an air shield and you're easier to hit. If you're sideways, there's less of you to hit. However, you can't punch very effectively from a side stance, put your hip into it. So the forward stance is probably the best stance to do. Then when you weight shift for a block, your body goes sideways. Your upper body goes sideways as to hide more of your body so that you can block and not get hit. So weight shift is a big important one. Um, when we block, we shift our weight to the back foot. When we punch, we shift our weight to the front foot. Okay? And the reason why we do that is to take the power away from any technique that comes at us and to put more power into the techniques that we want to defend, to, in essence, discourage, <laughs> is the best word, discourage your attacker from continuing to attack you by punching back. Um, so weight shifting is very important. That's like the first step that we teach all beginner students how to do. Um, guard. Okay, now there's two different types of guard. There is a static guard. You should always have your hands up unless, of course, you're starting from a natural stance. Natural stance is something that you don't want to give away to your attacker that you are armed and ready to defend yourself. It's more of a, of a sneak thing. You have your hands down in a natural, natural uh, stance, so you're ready to attack. Your hands pop up as soon as the action starts. But other than that, you should have your hands up. Uh, the, hand, the back hand is close to the ear, and the front hand is resting uh, against your abdomen, I guess, or side of your body, um, in front of you. Now, sometimes in kids' classes, we call it the telephone and microphone, okay? And that helps with the hand position for that. Um, so when you have a good guard, that is a static guard. So generally keeping the hands up so that they're, they can interrupt techniques that go to your torso and face is a good thing. Now, a dynamic guard is when you're actively defending yourself, both blocking and punching uh, or kicking. So the active guard or the dynamic guard is like when you go to shift your weight to your back foot, your backhand comes up to your ear to protect your face. And then when you punch with the backhand, your front hand comes up to guard your face while you're punching. As I tell my students in class, people can always punch back while you are punching. So you have to make sure that you have your guard up, the active guard. Now, the cool thing about using dynamic guard, because when you punch with one hand, you're guarding with the other, that is uh, very good not only for your defense, but also for your brain health as well, okay? Because that encourages communication between both halves of your brain. Okay, so when you're doing something with one hand and doing something simultaneously with the other hand, it encourages the synapses between both halves, both between the right and left brain, uh, therefore making you a lot more quicker-witted and quicker in general about everything, quicker reaction uh, and smarter. Okay, You increase your capacity to learn, and that's important, to increase your capacity to learn. Then it's up to you to fill it. Go to school, fill it. Now, another detail is the hand position, okay, of every single hand technique. Okay, so when you make a fist, you have to make a correct fist. You have to make sure that the first two knuckles are exposed and the thumb wraps around on the bottom, not wraps around inside your hand. 
okay? So you have you also can't have your thumb out like you're the fonts. You know, you're like, hey, you know, you can't do that either because you have to make sure that the thumb is tucked away. And every single hand technique has its own hand position. Whether you do the famous ridge hand strike or the reverse knife hand, we call it, we have the thumb tucked and the fingers curled. Um, that is another one. And the palm strike, making sure you have the jut of the palm exposed, okay, and fingers together. Um, those are different hand positions in martial arts that you have to make sure that you're using the proper weapon to hit. It's very important. Then foot position. Now, foot position is also important. You have to make sure that you're using the correct weapon. Okay, the biggest culprit is the beginning level kick, which is the front kick. Front kicks have to have a ball of the foot. You can't kick with the toes. You'll jam them. You'll hurt them. You don't, you don't want to do that. So you have to make sure that you're pulling back your toes. Okay. Also, too, um, when you're doing a side kick, you're supposed to use the bottom of your foot or, more specifically, your heel. So many kids that keep on pointing, pointing their foot, and when they point their foot, they're hitting with the toes or with the ball of the foot, and that's not the proper weapon for the sidekick. Sidekick, you have to use the ankles bent, and the heel is exposed. Okay, And there's various other foot positions based on the kick. In fact, some kicks have multiple foot positions, like the roundhouse or swing kick, and the reverse swing kick or hook kick have various different weapons, foot positions. So get to know what your weapon is. So if you guys come to class, you say, hey, Master Craig, what's the weapon am I using for this particular kick or this particular hand technique? Okay. Now, as far as punches and kicks in general, you have to work on your targeting. Okay, I got so many kids that punch stomach level. Okay, you're, for purposes of class, you're punching face level. And for purposes of class, you're kicking belt level, okay? In fact, the belt knot in your belt is a really good place to put all your kicks. Now, if you happen to be a little bit more gifted and you have more flexibility, you could kick higher on certain kicks, kicks that um, are more angular, angular in nature, okay? Like the crescent kick or uh, swing kicks. They can, uh, they're more angular, you can use those at different heights uh, because they're a variation of the belt knot. They're just higher, okay? You can also do kicks lower, okay? In fact, it's a couple of the drills that we do. We encourage people to hit to the knee because for a big adult, that may be a good spot for a kid to hit uh, to discourage them from pursuing them when they go to run. Um, because it's not about trying to win a fight, it's about getting out of the situation, okay? And kids can get out of the situation with an adult by stinging them hard and then being able to evade. And the last detail, this is a detail that's a more of an advanced one. It's called core activation, okay? And it's what you do with the upper body while you do a kick, okay? And the same principle works in uh, long jumping, high jumping, and track and field, they use the same kind of thing, and also running, sprinting, uh, it's core activation, using your upper body. Now, this is a little bit too much to describe on a podcast, so we'll just leave that one, and you guys can pursue that one with me in class. Now, um, the second part of our martial art practice today is called the quick and easy path. Just like earlier example, 
that I gave about the kids in Cobra Kai, uh, the kids in, that came to see Miyagi-Do students um, that at the dojo. Some of the kids just did not see it. Uh, everybody these days wants the quick and easy path, okay, which requires zero discipline and commitment, okay. We like to have commitment and discipline in order for you to learn how to do things, and that's, you can, you can be a little bit loose on some things, but other things you have to commit so that you can have the learning process going on um, with your learning, uh, with, with your class. So um, a lot of kids these days, I want them to be smarter, and I want them to see the benefit of the example of, would you like $5 now, or would you like $20 later? Okay? A lot of kids don't get that. They don't get that if they have a little bit of discipline and commitment, that they can achieve things much bigger than just a stripe on their belt or being able to do all the kicks right now. Because I get kids that come in, they want to do every kick right now. I want to jump out there. I just saw the, the season, the uh, series Cobra Kai. I want to do the crane kick. I want to do the, um, the, the, the one-legged, the two-legged kick. I want to do everything right now. And I'm like, well, you have to learn front kick first. Okay? And in my professional experience over the last 35, 40 years, every kid that looks too far ahead has deficient, huge deficiencies in their lower techniques. Okay? So a kid that comes to class, he's a brand new white belt, he's learning front kick, he's supposed to be doing front kick, he does a side kick on the bag, even telling him he can't do that yet, usually his front kick is terrible every single time. Every single time. So someone who looks too far ahead almost always doesn't have the discipline and commitment to learning things progressively in class. And that's the reason why we have a belt system is to learn things progressively. One thing at a time and you progress forward and you're responsible for everything below it. Okay? Basically, you need to work hard and be consistent. Work hard and be consistent. Okay? Because passion will only take you so far. You have to be, you have to be consistent. It's really important. So, um, we always have a secret word every day, and our secret word today is inspired from, I think it's an AMC show, or it used to be, um, but it, I, I wanted to think of something funny, so um, I picked this one. So the secret word is dirty jobs, okay, with Mike Rowe, dirty jobs, okay? So that's the one we decided to use today for the uh, secret word or phrase. Remember, if you tell me in class, you're eligible for discounts on stickers and t-shirts. So remember, we're here in order to learn any kind of martial arts. You have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. And remember that we're here every week learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life around you, increased productivity, and a better world. I hope you enjoy your day and enjoy the rest of your week. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.